Next on BYU Sports Nation, a decade of BYU football under Bronco Mendenhall. How the coach and the program have evolved. Plus, she's coached BYU women's soccer to over 300 wins. Jennifer Rockwood joins us live to preview the 2014 season. And at Logan Takeover, part two. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. The party is here on the west side. Yes, yes. BYU Sports Nation live on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, August 15th, this is how we do it. High five. There it is. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Brian Belo Logan. Oh, not Belo. You gotta keep below out of this. <laughs> keep below out of this. Calm it. down. No below yet. Okay. <laughs> Jerem Jordan was so upset that Bronco Mendenhall mispronounced his name yesterday that he didn't show up for work today. So Brian was kind enough to step in. You know what? When when Coach Mendenhall doesn't uh, know your name, that's actually a good thing. He's doing it on purpose. So <laughs> don't feel bad. Jerome, we love you. In case you missed it, Bronco Mendenhall issued a challenge to BYU Sports Nation, among other media members. And you know what? Let's just roll the Mendenhall magic right now. Ice challenge, take one. Hey, Bronco Mendenhall here. I was issued some kind of challenge by Zippy Zundel from KSL. So I am calling out the Utah media, namely. And how could I forget our BYU Sports Nation guys, Jerome Jordan, Spencer Linton. You have 24 hours if you're brave enough, to complete the Ice Bucket Challenge, or you get to, don't have to, you get to donate $100 to the Bronco and Holly, or Hollywood Bronco Mendenhall Foundation for Thursday's Heroes. I'm ready, gentlemen. Here we go. Okay. What <laughs> more? What more? If you, yeah, he, he went all in. If you're not familiar with the Ice Bucket Challenge, it's to raise awareness for ALS, or the Lou Gehrig's disease. And uh, you can donate money, or you can take the Ice Bucket Challenge. You can do both. Bronco Mendenhall received that from a local sportscaster in Salt Lake City, Rod Zundel, Zippy Zundel is what he referred him to, uh, at KSL, and uh, decided to issue the challenge to other members of the media, including... BYU Sports Nation. And so uh, he took one huge bucket of ice and then another. And then to top it all off, he, he dunked himself into the cold pool. In the, yeah, in the ice bath. One more. One more. Man, that's <laughs> – he's crazy. Dude, he was fantastic. He is great. Coach Mendenhall is crazy. Man. You know, it's one thing to get ice, you know, two, one bucket of ice. Then you get another bucket. And then you just – by that time, he, he's, he's a polar bear. He just jumped into the pool. <laughs> Jump into the ice bath. Only oh one five-yard penalty on Bronco there. Uh, a false start for calling Jerem Jerome. Jerome. But other than that, I mean, that was an A-plus, right? Jerome. Man, he, yeah. Coach Mendenhall. That I, was executed I, to near I give, perfection. I give him yeah. uh, 11.5 out of 10. In 40 minutes, you will see our BYU Sports Nation response. Oh, we, we take on the challenge. Not, you're not going to want to miss that again. That's coming up in 40 minutes. Of course, wherever and however you're dialed in on this White Pants Friday, great to have you with us. Join our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN, and this is the perfect segue to our Twitter question. What is the biggest change you've seen in Bronco Mendenhall in his 10 years as BYU head coach? You think he's doing this in year one? 
Oh, no. Heck no. Oh, no. No, no, no. He didn't even do it. Wait, wait, I don't know what year it was. I'm bad at math. When I was there. But I remember a game in 2009. We, it was like a Wyoming or Colorado State. And we just dominated them. And, you know, a couple of us went to go dump the Gatorade on them, you know, for a victory. And we dumped on him. It was like two minutes left. And he just turned around and looked at us and just gave us the stare. He blinked, he blinked like three <laughs> times. And then he just walked away. And, and I, you know that stare you get when you ask your wife for something and then she just looks at you? you like know? you're an idiot? Like, like doesn't say nothing? Yeah, yeah. Like you're an idiot? Like why are you asking me this question? <laughs> That's how I felt. And I wasn't even married. He then. was calculating like who did it. <laughs> he He's was like, he, okay. Oh, he, he's Brian like, oh, Logan. Okay, you. Okay, you, yep, yeah. Okay. I, remember, right, I remember. I'm going to remember this. Okay, I remember. Yep. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> he was taking pictures. <laughs> taking mental notes. Mental notes. <laughs> and he, and he does away. not forget. I was like, hey, we're, we, we're winning, though. We won. What's going on? Okay. Uh, that's fantastic. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What's the biggest change you've seen in Bronco Mendenhall in his 10 years as BYU head coach? At BYU GIF, our first tweet today says, Public Bronco has evolved to radio show Bronco. Hmm. I'm telling you, 10 years ago, Brian and I, we watched an interview that he did uh, when he was uh, in his first or second year as a head coach and compared it to the ice bucket challenge we saw yesterday. I mean, oh. It's not close. How do you, you can't even say day and night, black and white. It's, you can't even use those. You can't use that at all. It is crazy, the difference. I, honestly, I was actually scared. i never seen that. That was, what, 2006, right? I, was, I think I was a senior in high school at that time. That scared me. That, that man... <laughs> that oh, that man, that man. I'm, I was nervous. I was nervous for uh, uh, KSL. Yeah, that, doing the interview. Doing, whoever the guy was on KSL doing the interview, I was scared for him. <laughs> man, BYU Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout on this Friday. It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one: the new culture of BYU football. And it starts with the evolution of the Bronco. Again, can you imagine Bronco doing the Ice Bucket Challenge his first year? I mean, even five years ago when he was your coach, Brian. Nope, he didn't even like to get, get Gatorade bad after winning. <laughs> the point is, a decade later, uh, later, he's got a Twitter handle. He allows his players to use social media. He's opened up his personality, which you saw in the locker room, yep. now to the public yeah. and to the fans. So... In a way, it's always been there. We're just now privy to see it eight or nine years later from yeah. when he started. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the guy that you guys are seeing now, how, how funny it is and, and joking and, you know, uh, that's, what you, that's what we see uh, every day, you know, from him in the locker room, you know, uh, uh, off season during games. It, it's, 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 it, it, that's him. And that's, it's cool to finally see that he's opened up to the public and letting the public see that. And what I think has 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 happened is that, you know, players see it and now they see that, oh, he's opening up to the media. So maybe now we can open up to the media. Maybe now we don't have to, you know, kind of live in this in this little bubble where we have to kind of be, uh, you know, kind of keep our personal lives, you know, under wraps. Or maybe we shouldn't show a lot of personality because he's not. Because, you know, as you know, you follow your leader. And Coach Mendenhall is a leader. So I think it's had a whole new culture change, you know, on the program. I can remember one moment in his first three or four years where I saw him with some sideline emotion, and that was Beck to Harling. How, if you don't have any emotion in that moment when you beat Utah in the last play of the game, then you are, you're a robot. You are not human. Right. So, yeah, you can understand that one. But in, recent, in the recent past, we've seen like this, this new sideline demeanor, his emotions on display, wearing things on his sleeve, which is yeah. like, 
okay, I like this. Namely, the the two arm dance at Boise it's State, Boise. where the uh, that <laughs> the headset is shaking. And he told me he's like, next time that happens, I'm I'm going to swirl my head, and my hair a little bit more, so that it shake the the headset shakes even more. See, see, we we I remember I remember the only time I I remember him celebrating was when we beat Oklahoma, and it was it wasn't even nowhere near the Boise the Boise stand. If that can kind of you can kind of compare that, and and, and you can you can see how. Uh, how much more was on the line, right? Or how big it was, just the, the hype and the, the atmosphere, the environment of the Oklahoma compared to the Boise. And I, we still didn't get a fraction of that. You know, yeah, so huge, yeah. huge change. I mean, in, as far as the, the public. And I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's great for the players. Man, when you can have a player, when you're a player and you can have a player's coach and, and they have fun with you and they're messing around, uh, but then they still can get down to business, man, that, you, you build a relationship. And then you're like, I'm, I could fight for this guy. I, yeah, I'll go to war for you, coach. You want me to do 20, uh, you know, uh, up-downs or you want me to go run this big mountain and touch this Y? Okay. Okay. I got you. Because I know you're gonna do it with me, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in the trenches with them. He wants yep. to do that. That creates this this whole new feeling around the BYU football program. And he told me last year he wants to celebrate the small victories within the actual game. And so he's like the Boise State thing. I just that was that was such a great moment. Even though we lost the game, I want to try harder to celebrate the small victories within uh, the game that we hope will be the ultimate victory. Right. And so right. that's that's the emphasis that he's had. He's changed his relationships with his players. Uh, we spoke to Michael Elise yesterday, uh, and he's been here for what, like nine years? Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. kidding. He's grandpa. He's he's the new Mike. He's like, yeah, he's like Mike. Hay, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and we we joke, but Michael's back for his senior year, back to linebacker, and he talked a little bit about his relationship with Bronco and how that has evolved. I just have a greater love for Coach Mendenhall. Um, the way I look at him now is is more as like you know just that loving father. Um, I used to fear him. I still kind of fear him, but but I definitely love him. <laughs> He's changed the culture of the program, and it starts with the relationships with his players. And you mentioned this to me earlier, Brian, where it, it wasn't all the players, but now it seems like he's he's reaching out to everybody now, like saying, hey, I'm I'm here, come, let, let me be the father figure. Yeah, I, I feel like if you made an effort as a player to go and 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 seek counseling from him and uh you know you would you develop that relationship with him you know if you need help with you know kids or you know help with uh you know your your religion or your marriage he's he's there and you kind of get that relationship right and you're like oh yeah I love this guy you know outside of football and sometimes players don't have those issues and they don't need to go and, and seek that guidance and yet then you still they just have that coach player relationship right but with him now opening up you kind of get this sense and this vibe that just naturally people are you know kids are like wow yeah like, like what mike said man i love this guy yeah that, that is that's a that's a friend that's a coach you know that's a father that's a mentor man i i i i i feel this love i feel this relationship and again the most important thing is that you know it translates to the field it does I'm telling you, when, when I had coaches that I loved and loved to play for, I would bleed and 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 sweat, and my I'd cut my arm off and, and play with one hand. And I can still knock the, <laughs> knock balls down with one hand. I only use one hand. I'm good. But you you just you just get this 
this this relationship and you're just like, man, I want to do everything I can for you. And it, and and it's vice versa. They feel the same way. Yeah, it start the culture change starts with the head coach obviously and his relationships with the players. Not only that, but his coaches, his staff members. I mean, he's brought in a younger generation. Zach Nyborg, new director of football operations. He's got a young vibe. Uh, Jeff Martson, very intensive younger recruiter. Okay, he's he's going out and getting yep. fresh faces. The assistant coaches have all embraced personality, social media, and having fun. Having like fun they have so they. much fun. Mark Atuaya talked about just how much fun they're having yesterday. Whatever it takes to to get our, our guys ready to play, you know, I'm 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 all for it. And, and uh, again, I know these guys they're they're all business when we get on the field, and, and that's how I like it. And that's what we like to hear. It all goes from the head coach down to the assistants. We have a good time, and we can have a good time. But when we're on the field, it's all business. It's all business. Bronco broke down Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yesterday. This is how we. This is where we've come. We we I'm have not... now reached this point. <laughs> Listen to his editorializing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've been thinking a lot about it. In fact, I had my headband with just the eye holes patched, uh, <laughs> and orange orange would be the one that I would choose. So I highly recommend my man with the humor because he and I are so much alike in terms of <laughs> sense of humor. I was even thinking helmet stickers possibly for this year with a different Ninja Turtle color based on what they do, touchdowns or maybe purple or something. And then don't underestimate the theme song at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it, by the way? I have not. Okay, well, it's hard to talk to you about it. But once you see it, the song that comes on the end, um, who knows? That might even be playing as we run out the tunnel. Shell shock is the name of the song. It, the phrase is, uh, we're going undefeated and we'll battle anyone, I believe, are used in that song. Yeah. Man, we we where have we come, man? We I was listening to violins when I when when I was playing when we were at the tunnel. I couldn't get I couldn't get jiggy. I couldn't get ready to hit somebody. Now 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 we can play shell shock. He has a playlist for tonight's scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium uh, uh, that has been coordinated with Zach Nyborg. I mean, there is a playlist. What is going on? I'm telling you, man. I'm I used to I used to like playing away at away games just so I could hear some good music to get juiced <laughs> to, to get ready to get ready. Like yes, away game. We got this music. Yes. Yeah. It all matters in two weeks, my friends. August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. Fourteen days or two weeks. <laughs> two weeks from an actual game. Yes, the new and improved Bronco Mendenhall, a decade later, now leads his troops into battle against the Yukon Huskies at the rent in East Hartford, Connecticut. Two weeks. Our Twitter question today, what's the biggest change you've seen in Bronco Mendenhall in his 10 years as BYU head coach? Let's get some tweets. It's winter time. At Matthew W. Evans, Bronco's bedside manner, including partially embracing social media, has progressed light years. Hashtag fewer Coach Edwards impressions. (laughs) Yeah, the the pressure when he took over was immense. You can understand Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, and they're they're kind of coming out of a weird period with Gary Croton and some dark days in BYU football history. And so there was that pressure to like, okay, well, I've I've got to change things around and and in a hurry. Now, 10 years later, it just seems like he's... He's embraced the role. He's mm. totally more comfortable with this coaching role. Yeah, definitely. This is me. This is my program. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do things I want to do, and, and I'm gonna have fun. At J Divine ninety three, he's actually funny. <laughs> the interview after the spring scrimmage on BYU Sports Nation, which was all about snacks. We'll have more on the green room snack scenario in snacks. just a bit. M and M's and 
how that totally blindsided me. My first time interviewing Bronco Mendenhall, I, I got something I was pleased with, but totally unexpected. Coach Mendenhall loves candy, man. You gotta, you you gotta, what, don't, man. don't bring gushers around him. He'll snatch them in a second. <laughs> or Sour Patch Kids. Sour Give me those. Patch, Sour Patch Kids. Man. Up next, Cougar Camp All Access with wide receiver Mitch Matthews. He tells us the origin of the Bomb Squad moniker. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Don't call them below. No, no, don't, don't go there. Nope, don't do it. We are live in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. We just got this tweet from Jeff Judkins. Now, at Coach Judkins on Twitter. That is right. He is on Twitter. After our interview yesterday, we gave him the final push he needed to embrace the social media world known as the Twitter machine. He says this at BYU Sports Nation. You guys inspired me to get signed up finally. Keep sending me new handles I consider changing. So he's at Coach Judkins. We, we had a bunch of different ideas coming in yesterday. My favorite was at Shooter McJudkins, <laughs> which was submitted by one of our followers at Bridger Quinton Hill. At Shooter McJudkins was epic. So he says he will consider new handles as long as we keep sending them to him. So if you have any other ideas, send them to us. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The basketball coach, Jeff Judkins, has finally shooter. joined the program. I like the shooter. I like that one. <laughs> At Reformed U, it was pretty good, too. He started at the University of Utah. <laughs> That's a good one. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Twitter machine is a you wonderful thing. say a little thing. bit more professional, though. Yes. You know. Open scrimmage tonight at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. If you're in the Provo, Utah area, you can watch the BYU football team for the last time. It is open to the public. Bronco Mendenhall says there are some things that they need to see tonight. This is where they determine the the approach they take over the final week of fall camp. Tonight will yeah, determine I'm, that. I'm excited. It, this feels like a game for some reason. I'm not. I don't know why. Maybe it's just his comments. But this feels like a game atmosphere. I'm, I am. Oh, I am excited. One of Broncos' uh, former pupils, Daniel Sorensen, still practicing with the ones for the Kansas City Chiefs. All-pro Eric Berry out with a foot injury. So, Daniel, tell you what, man, he's in a really good spot. He's going to make the team anyway. I mean... You know, regardless. He's going to play in the NFL. Well, I, yeah. I just hope that people aren't, oh, he only made it because of injuries. Blah, blah, blah. I no. don't like when people no. do that. that. No, give him credit. Give him credit. Before he Eric Perry went down with an injury, he was already he was in a number, good place. He was number two already. He was in a good place. Number two. That you, you So know. congratulations to Daniel Sorensen. We've been focusing on Bronco Mendenhall today and uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge he issued to BYU Sports Nation, among other media members. And uh, you will see our response to that in about 20, 20-ish minutes here on BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Bronco, uh, to, to raise awareness for ALS, actually he, he went for the Holly and Bronco Mendenhall uh, Thursday's Heroes Foundation, which is totally acceptable. You can do that. But he issued the challenge to us um, to get involved in, and to raise awareness for those things. So it's a really good program, a really good project, and we had a lot of fun with that. You're not going to want to miss our response uh, Bronco, a whole new Bronco, has been the topic of our conversation today. I mean, the guy has just embraced a totally different approach. And it's fantastic. It, it really is. is. It Mitch, is. Mitch Matthews is where we will start our Cougar Camp All Access today. And Bronco's been high on Mitch through camp. He's been Mr. Consistency for the wide receivers. And so now we present to you Cougar Camp All Access with one of the Bomb Squad. We are getting you ready for the BYU football season. With insider access to fall camp, this is Cougar Camp 
All Access on BYU Sports Nation. Cougar Camp All Access with BYU Sports Nation. We're here with wide receiver Mitch Matthews, and we've been discussing the title of Bomb Squad, Mitch. How did... How did you get the title? Did you guys give it to yourselves, or did somebody give that title to you? It was, it was given to us by Coach Holiday. I mean, one of the first – I can remember the first meeting we had with him very distinctly. He came in, um, you know, very serious, very live, very animated. And um, we, were about, we always break it down, which means, you know, we, we get together and we usually give a break. And we gave one, and he said, no, 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 that's not how we do it. We say bomb squad. He said, everywhere I've been, we've been the bomb squad. And that's because on the field, we make it rain. And I, we, at the first, were like, bomb squad, make it rain. So I guess, I mean, <laughs> launching bombs. And we kind of, like, got in our head. Like, we didn't know what it meant. But then now, um, with the go fast, go, go hard, and, and go long now added to it, I guess we kind of we got to understand what his motive was, is just throwing bombs. So Was that last year when he first last was here? Year, yeah. Okay. Our, I guess he got here um, in spring, I believe. So that was the first meeting in spring we had. How much validity is there to the nickname to you guys of, you know what, we can do this, we will do this? Um, I mean, it happens. It's, uh, it's one of those things where, as receivers, with, if you have guys with height and guys with speed like we do, it's one of those things where you're going to be most successful when you go deep and when you go long and when you just throw it up. And uh, that's one of the things that we pride ourselves in. So I guess that's why we're kind of understanding really now that we are the bomb squad now because we have been going deep so much. And yeah, our legs are beat up, and yeah, we're running down the field. Because when you go deep, that means everyone's going deep. And so only one guy's getting the ball, and so your legs are getting worn out. But it's one of those things where, you know, well, I'll, take, I'll wait for my opportunity to go get it and get a 50-yard gain. In terms of depth, because that's the word that everybody wants to use with this wide receiver core, where does this team rank on all of the teams that you have played? Um, wow, good question. Um, I have played here with tons of great players. I played here with Dennis Pitta. I played with Max Hall, Harvey. I played here. I mean, I came here the year after Austin Collar was here, and I would never downplay anything that they've done, but I would have to say that this is by far the deepest receiving core we've ever started with, by far. And the diversity sticks out as well, the, the varying abilities of guys, plus speed, which isn't always necessarily the forte of yeah, BYU receiving. Absolutely. And, we have, yeah, we have a lot of tall guys and uh, tall guys I can run. I've, I've heard him call Nick Gumby before because he's just, like, long <laughs> and springy. He's, he's referenced me to a deer. He's refer- I mean, just, like, uh, I mean, everything. He's referenced uh, Devon to a lizard and a spider, all these animals. I mean, just things that can move and that can get around. And it's, it's I mean... That's how Coach Holiday is, and um, we're a light group, um, but we're, we're fast, and we can run, and we can go deep, and we love to do it. You bring up Nick today, and he's in a hard cast now. How are his spirits, and how is he dealing with this injury? Good. I mean, I'm his roommate, uh, so he's doing really good. I, I've, I've been able to tell him about, because um, I was hurt last year. I had to miss four games. I think it was four or five games, and he might have to do maybe a little bit less than that, but it's one of those things where... I've done everything I can to keep his spirits up because it's not one of those things where he can get back and work his way back to playing. He needs to get out of the cast, maybe in a boot for a week, but the second he can run, he's going to need to be back on the field. And so to make sure that he doesn't just take this time off for a break, but he's doing everything he can so that when that cast comes off, he's on the field running. So it sounds like the hope is that you, you can get him back on the field early this season. Absolutely. I mean, we don't want to push anything because we need him to play, and it's a long season, and but some of our toughest games are at the first of the season, so we're going to need him to, to get back as fast as we can. And he's a great, unbelievable player. We've all seen him, and so it's fun to be able to play with him, and um, we're, going to need to bat, we're going to need to bat quick. So, Is there a guy in the wide receiver group that hasn't been talked about that has, has really shown brightly in your eyes in, in fall camp and maybe deserves some notoriety? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, from the new guys, uh, Jordan, Leslie, and Devon have scored a ton. They, they score a will, and they're, they're very, very good. I think, I mean, one of everyone's favorite players is Kurt Henderson because he's one of those guys where we're all beat up, and he's the last one to complain. He's taking reps for guys that are tired, and it's like, how do you even do that? You know what I mean? How does he, how does he run so much? And he goes and make plays, and he's a walk-on, and he, he acts like he's a... Um, a tenth-year guy. He's been here. He knows what he's doing, and he's very mature. And he helps us win. And I love the guy. So tell us more about Jordan Leslie because he's a guy that I think people expect to come in and have a really, really good year right away, one and done. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Since this is his senior year, he's going to have to have a really great year to get to the next level, and that is a goal of his to do that. And um, the hardest thing in the offense is learning the plays, but he's he's done a very good job, and I think he's done a good job because I coach Holiday's coached him before, and so they they know each other. They know how. They can you know, help each other out with what they did before UTEP, and it, it really does correlate. And um, He's a polished player. It's not like he has to learn how to play a receiver before he learns the plays because he already knows how to play a receiver. And so it's just learning the plays, taking a little extra time in the film room, um, you know, me telling him um, little things, what to do here and there, but he has picked up really well, and he's going to need to come in and play pretty quick. How would you gauge Taysom Hill's ability to throw the ball from last year now to this year? What kind of improvement have you seen? Um, a big improvement. Uh, Taysom's one of those athletes, and I've said this before, you tell him to go play badminton, he'll be the best badminton player. And so you tell him to throw the ball more, he'll throw the ball more, and he's um, a lot more accurate this year. So, yeah, we, everyone in the country knows that he can get done with his feet, but, I mean, to play at the next level, he's going to need to get done with the arm and, the, and his legs. And uh, I have zero hesitation in saying that he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the country with his arm. So, What are you better than Taysom Hill at? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Let's see here. I, I go, let's go to basketball. So basketball, he can probably shoot better than me. I will give him that. He was a very good high school basketball player, but I can probably, I can probably handle him on a drive. I can probably drive on him, and, and, and uh, I can probably throw down on him a couple of times if he's not careful. Are you the best dunker on the team? I, uh, we've never had a team dunk off, but I would love to challenge anybody. Let's put it that way. I would love to challenge. I remember them. the one in the Merritt Center before Gonzaga or something? <laughs> that, was, that was really fun. I'd love to do another one. Whenever I get asked, I'd love to do it. I love playing basketball, and that's probably one of my, my favorite sports. And so me and Taysom have gone. I remember me and Taysom went one-on-one. One, actually, yeah, me and Taysom went one-on-one one time. We went in to go play some basketball. He ended up being too busy, so we said, let's play one-on-one. And remember, I had a bloody lip. Blood was dripping out of my face. And uh, he had a, I banged up his shoulders, and uh, we were playing basketball. I ended up beating him by one. So if you ever ask, that's the last time we played. I beat him by one. So. Ultimately, as long as he throws you the ball, you're good, right? Yeah, yeah. then I'm happy. Then we're all happy. Okay. Then we're happy. Mitch Matthews in BYU Sports Nation's Cougar Camp All Access. Thanks, Mitch. Good luck yeah, in the upcoming season. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Does the culture not feel different? I mean, even there with Mitch, he seems confident. The team seems confident. They mm-hmm. seem relaxed. They're having a good time. Yeah. That's a perfect example right there where he's saying, yeah, the coaches are giving us nicknames, lizards and spiders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you know, that, 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 that has to come down from the man in charge, you know, from Coach Menhall trickling down to the coaches and then coaches to the players. You know, in all seriousness, and, and some people say, oh, Spencer's got the blue goggles on. Oh, he's, I'll put him on, so, too. He doesn't understand what's Blue goggle real. alert. Blue goggle <laughs> alert. Blue goggle blue alert. Goggles. Blue goggle it's a blue alert. goggle Friday. Absolutely, it's a blue goggle Friday. <laughs> Okay, and yeah, I, I tell you what, I, I, in all seriousness, and I say this with the most realistic tone I can come across with, it feels different for me 100% than fall camp did last year. Yeah, yeah. It the is. whole air of the camp is entirely different. It's a whole different culture, all the program. The whole program is different. 
I think I think even as former players, we feel it. I mean, talking to guys like, you know, Corby's and, you know, Andrew Rich, you know, even even Brian Kill being around on the sideline, you, you kind of just feel it. You know, you feel you feel the difference. You feel the change. You feel just the, the confidence, but then you feel the calmness as well. Our Twitter – well, let's talk about Nick Kurtz really quick. He, he, Mitch mentioned him. He's my roommate. He said they want to get him back on the field as soon as possible. Now, this, that brings up an entirely different topic. If the wide receiver core is so deep, do, do you want to rush Nick back? I mean, it's a really, really weird situation because he's such a good talent. But you almost feel like, well, if he's going to miss too many games, is, is Redshirt yeah. coming to play there? I'd, I red, I'd redshirt him. I'd tuck him in my back pocket where nobody's going to know about him and, and let him rest, heal, you know, go through rehab, and then next year, boom. Yeah. Unleash him. Unleash I mean, the if, he, if he can, if there's a scenario where he can get back for the Houston game, the home opener, or Virginia, or whatever, it's very early, and they and they need him and they want him. Like, okay, but you got so many weapons already, right? Yeah. And then you got to think a lot. Of, some of those weapons are one and done. They're going to be gone. Jordan Leslie, one year gone. Who's going to replace him? Why not have a weapon? Why not have a backup plan? Yeah. Why not? You look good in those blue goggles, Brian. Oh, thank you, my friend. You look better though. You look better. <laughs> I don't think so. Our Twitter question today, I'm getting a headache, actually. <laughs> what is the biggest change you've seen in Bronco Mendenhall in his 10 years as BYU head coach? IMTJH says, emotion on the field. Best example, think, has to be the Boise State stand. I was at the game and had to rewatch it to make sure it was him. This is what we're talking about, the new Bronco. Hey, another great coach is joining us next. Jen Rockwood has an incredible win percentage. More on that after this. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Happy Friday. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. We are broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision. How that works, we're on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Download our new podcast on iTunes. Good stuff right there. You download it? Of course I download it. I listen to it every day. <laughs> I'm, just criti- making, I'm just making sure. We have to critique, right? Got to be a product. Don't of you critique product yourself, of the product. product of the product. Just like you did when you were a football player, you review the tape. No, nope, I never watched film. What? <laughs> well, just, then you're not going to get better, Brian. Just playing. <laughs> of course not. Uh, somebody who's watched plenty of game film. In fact, so much so that she has earned 308 wins in her career as the head soccer coach at BYU, Jennifer Rockwood. In studio, Coach, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to point out that you have some really passionate fans. And so we're going to start this interview with a four-page letter that we got (laughs) from our good buddy Ralph Nielsen, who has been a longtime season ticket holder and watches BYU Sports Nation and loves BYU women's soccer. I'm going to read you the first paragraph. And this doesn't have anything to do with you, but (laughs) this is just going to set this up. He says, when I'm able to... When I am able to, I enjoy watching BYU Sports Nation. I estimate that about 50% of the show is sports reporting and about 50% is juvenile hijinks. Yes, yes, true. (laughs) But the sports reporting is excellent, and I especially enjoy that part. Okay, then he outlines uh, his longstanding history with BYU women's soccer coach. And uh, 20, I think there are 23 questions. So we have picked two. Okay. We're going to ask, we're going to start with this. Put me on the spot. Yes. What is the game strategy for BYU's team this year? Obviously, you want to score more than the other team, and he references that. But uh-huh. is the emphasis going to be on scoring or on defense this year? For us, it's always been defensive emphasis, um, something we always talk about, especially the first two weeks. can't win games or championships if you give up goals. So we spend a lot of time on that. We have high expectations 
Uh, our defense starts with our forwards. We're a high-pressure team. There's not a lot of teams out there doing that now. A lot of teams have gone to, to low pressure. So we think we can get a lot of teams, catch them off guard. Uh, again, just high pressure, one through ten on the field, uh, and want our girls to go out there and, and uh, make teams uncomfortable. That's really our goal, is to make our opponents uncomfortable. With that in mind, we want to score more goals, and we want to have more of a presence in front of our opponent's goal. So we're working on both of those. Okay. Defense wins championships, my friend. Remember That's that, right. Spencer? Absolutely. Remember that. Spoken well, like a true defender. I try to, Absolutely. Tell, him, I try to tell him, Coach. He doesn't listen <laughs> to Brian's me. still yapping. You he know, he I mean, he, When he was a defensive back here, that's all he did. That's, you got to have that swag. Ooh. You can't right. score on me. <laughs> you I scored do. on you last drive, right. dude. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. forgot it already. Doesn't matter. Not again. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Jennifer Rockwood, the head coach, BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, we're going to go with one more question from Ralph. He asked about penalty kicks. How much mm-hmm. time do you spend working on penalty kicks in practice? You know, we've done it different ways over the years. It's, uh, it's uh, tricky. You don't know exactly. I've talked to a lot of coaches, and, and we've done it, like I said, differently every year. The last few years, we've had everybody take PKs and take them quite frequently so that they just get more used to it. Um, in, in a few years ago, we didn't have too many PKs, but last year we drew four or five. And so with us being on TV and everybody seeing – you know, where our, our PK takers go, we, we, we need to have four or five or six even ready to go. And certainly by the end of the season, post-conference play, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest games you play of the year can be determined, and we, we've seen that. So uh, we've been taking them a lot more. We're asking everybody to take them, and we take it quite, quite frequently throughout the year. Uh, it was uh, a penalty kick that, that won you the game against Utah last year. Yes. A very hard-fought battle, Absolutely. I Interesting game, yes. I think with like 74 fouls or something yes. like that. <laughs> and, a, and a player kicked off the field. Uh, for, yes. We don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment right there. Okay, so Ralph, thank you. BYU Sports yes, Nation you heard you. Fan. We were, uh, hopefully the 50% sports reporting we did right there during this interview <laughs> is adequate, and now it's time for the 50% hijinks. Okay. Yes. Right, Coach? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, seriously, uh, I do want to ask you about uh, the challenge that you have taken on with your schedule this year. You and yes. I talked about this the other night after uh-huh. the blue and white game, and you have, you have loaded up the schedule. We have. What was the emphasis in doing that? Well, we've done it in the last three, four years. Um, just over the years, we, we've always had a pretty nationally competitive schedule. And when we went into the WCC, we were really concerned because we thought we maybe overscheduled our non-conference because now our conference was so challenging. Right, yeah. But, you know, we've had some good success. And the girls love playing bigger opponents. Uh, they love uh, raising the game and really seeing what they're capable of doing. And so we've had a lot of great results in the last few years. And, and typically uh, against ranked opponents. So why not just challenge ourselves? Why not just go out there see how good we can be? We are going to be a young team. But, again, I just feel that the girls uh, will step up to it when they have those expectations. They want to be their very best. And you only know how good you're going to be. Unless you, uh, you know, if you play great opponents, so yeah, we're 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 loaded this year, and we'll see what happens with our schedule. I felt like you were young last year. You uh, mm-hmm. you graduate three, four dynamite seniors. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about Rachel Manning and Chloe Coulihan who got drafted, and Erica Owens, who has an mm-hmm. argument as maybe the best goalkeeper mm-hmm. in BYU women's soccer history. Mm-hmm. But you bring back a ton of experience still. How mm-hmm. how does that work? How are you young, but you feel confident approaching such a tough schedule? Well, you know, that's what you hope to do. I mean, you go out there and you recruit kids, you think and play for you right away. I mean, we, we're not in a point where we're looking to kids to kind of bring on as a freshman and hope they play by a junior year. Uh, we have the opportunity to recruit kids we think can maybe, maybe make an immediate impact. And uh, we work really hard in the spring developing our new team once our seniors are gone. And you know, we went undefeated this spring with a lot of kids who didn't play that many minutes in the fall for us. And so our returning group is fantastic. I think they've improved quite a bit. And then these last, this last week, we've added eight really talented freshmen who are competing at a very high level. So, 
Uh, again, our future looks strong, even though we've graduated, you know, 16 great players in the last two years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's what you do. You, you graduate great players and you bring on great players, and you just hope you can keep that momentum going each year. Do you see any of those eight freshmen making a, a, a huge impact right away? Uh, I do. I really do. And, again, every year we hope that at least a couple of them, and, and we have had that in the past few years, you know, with Ashley last year made a huge impact. The year mm-hmm. before, Michelle Murphy, you know, we get Murphy back. We didn't have her last year, and, and she looks healthy and great um, but all of the all eight of them have come in you know very prepared they're playing at a very high level it's it's making our job as coaches extremely difficult right now as far as trying to come up with a lineup and some playing time uh, answers but that's a good problem to have for us you know I'm, I'm starting to see kind of a trend in, in all sports not just football uh, where younger younger kids are, are coming in and, and and they're ready to play you know right, right away. now yeah. like right right mm-hmm. now and I know it has to do with 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 trainings and things like that, but I think even more so with soccer, you're starting to see a huge swing in popularity, right? With with the yes. World Cup and, and and things like that. Do you think that has played a role in 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 you know younger kids being Absolutely. more prepared? Absolutely. The club system across the country has exploded. And so these kids are getting professional coaching from the time they're 10, even younger. You know, they're playing on select teams. They're traveling. They're having to play under high-pressure situations. Parents are signing them up for speed and agility training when they're 9 and 10 years old. (laughs) And and personal training on top of competition. So these kids, you know, they're they're almost like professional athletes uh, at a very young age. And so, yes, we're seeing tremendous development. And the coaching has just gotten so much much better as more and more people are into soccer the coaching is there and these kids come to us now at a very very high level brian's got his three-year-old in speed and agility training right Let's now go. i do right Let's now go. I, I, for I, soccer maybe 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 you know i had a rule hey, in my house the other day i said hey get you know, with the trend you brian. can you don't you no kicking in this house no that's kicking right. balls in this house you have to yeah. you have to use your hands okay but, four or five that's when they got to start playing <laughs> yeah. so you've got to be ready be a I will, soccer dad I will. I, I, you know I, br- I bring him out to the games a couple of times and he's just after that, it's hard because he just starts kicking me and right, my wife. Right, you know, yeah. not, not the ball, he just starts kicking us. Right, right. Do you do you think that's healthy though? That's that's good for that much training and and that that pressure and that and that stress at such a young age? I think it's a fine line. I think some people can kind of go a little bit overboard. You see kids burn out. Mm. But I also know that there's a lot of kids out there that just embrace it. They love it. They have a passion for it, and it and it leads them to good things. Yeah. Um, you know, keeps them out of the house. Yep. Outside, playing with their friends. And so, again, I, you know, you, you can never do too much of one thing. I mean, you can do too much of one thing, but it's just a fine line. You just have to be careful uh, not to push them, you know, if they're not wanting to do it. But right. some kids just really take to it and just love it and want to do it nonstop. Yeah, you mentioned to me the other night as well that uh, some of these kids you've been watching since they were 10 or 11, mm-hmm. you know, Busy Phillips and, and Carlos Swenson, and you said, hey, I'm, mm-hmm. I've got my eye on you, mm-hmm. and now they're playing for you. Yeah. How has that been, watching them go from 10- and 11-year-old stars yeah. now to – hopefully starring for BYU. It's fantastic. I've been waiting for it for a while. It's great. I remember uh, those Sparta kids came to camp when they were 10 years old and just blew my mind. I'd never seen a group of kids playing at that high of a level at their age. And, you know, we just like we're going to sit back and and follow them like we follow other people. But they certainly caught our eye. And I do remember turning to Busy when she was little, coming to our game (laughs) saying, you're such a great player. I'm going to keep my eye on you. And that big, big smile of hers that she still has, it's pretty cool to have her on the field and in a jersey now. You know, Coach uh, Lane Kiffin at USC offered a what, a thirteen-year-old scholarship? Yes. Did, did you did you do that? No, no. Did you offer? Did, no, did no. They commit, did they I commit waited. At 10 year, 10 she, she was nice and early, but uh, <laughs> I think she's a sophomore. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're delving into the freshman now, and that's a little crazy. But it's just the state of our sport and what's yeah. going on. I mean, 
you know, most coaches say they don't like to do it, but it is what it is. And if you, if yeah. you don't get on the young kids early when you're interested in them, then someone else does, and then right. they don't think you want them. So, yeah, recruiting has gotten earlier and earlier for all the sports. It seems like you can be great in soccer at a very young age, and it's, it's easier in that sport than I think most other major sports mm-hmm. like basketball and, and football and baseball. There's just more development there. But in soccer, it's like if, if you're a star, like – there's just something in you. I mean, look at Lionel Messi and, mm-hmm. and these guys. They start so young, and they're mm-hmm. dominating people when they're 13. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can, you can see that. And we're looking at young kids right now, just keeping our eye on them and see what happens. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to be – you know, some kids will pass them up. They could be great as a 12-year-old, and then as a 14-, 15-year-old, people have caught up to them. But, again, there, there are some special kids that you can, you can see at a very yeah. young age. It's yes. certainly exciting that uh, your program is young, and at this point you've now developed a program where it's not like, okay, we've got to rebuild. Let's just – Let's just reload. And we saw that with the, the blue and white game the other night. You have the alumni game on Saturday night. Uh, and if you're in the Provo, Utah area, that uh, should be a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you anticipate on Saturday night when you bring back some of the former BYU greats to now take on your newest dynamic roster? Well, you know, we wanted a good preseason game that wouldn't count against our, our schedule. You know, we're limited on what we can and can't do. And we thought what greater way to give us a, a good scrimmage than to bring back some of our fantastic players. So we appreciate them coming back and yeah. kind of going out there. Most of them have obviously haven't been training at a super high level but they were amazing players when they played for us and I know a lot of them are still involved in coaching and and playing a little bit for fun so it'll be fun to see them out on the field be fun for our current players to kind of get to know some names and we were practicing out on south field when we were putting the they were putting the all-american banners up uh the other day and it was just fun to talk to the current players about some of the great great soccer players that have come before them and have kind of made the way and, and built the fan base and, and built the records and have brought the championships and have set the level of expectation to where it is right now. It'll be fun to have a lot of those girls on the field. How is that the, the, the environment of that game? I mean, are, are the, the, the current players, are they just like, oh, we, we have to, we, you know, for bragging rights, we got to yeah. win. I mean, I would think as an alumni, you're kind of a little bit more laid back, sure. you know, approach. Or you could mm-hmm. be like, I'm not letting these these. Brian's these ready for an alumni football yeah. game, uh, clearly. I'm ready. But see, I'm you'd ready. be competitive out there. You'd want yeah. something to prove, right? Oh, I would. I would if I lost, I'd fight. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've got a, we, could, we have Alicia who's out there. You know, she's gonna be leading the charge. You got Mac and Erica and Chloe and Rach. You know, they're they're just a few months removed from playing. They're extremely oh, yeah. competitive, so I think they'll go out there. But uh, you know, the young kids, the new team right now, it's just another opportunity to play against someone. They've obviously been competing against themselves for the last week, and right. we've been going pretty hard. I think it's more tiring on me than it is on them, these double <laughs> right. days. But uh, oh, yeah. the the fact that they get to play against someone different, and then we can really evaluate. Blue and white, it's tough. You know, if you score goals and you're like, yo, your defense isn't doing well, and right. if you don't score goals, you're like, oh. You know, my offense isn't doing well. So blue and white's a little harder to evaluate. So we'll have, we'll have some more film and kind of see where we stand a little bit more on Saturday night. Jennifer Rockwood, the head coach of BYU Women's Soccer, 308 wins. Congratulations on that number, coach. Uh, 50-50 here on us on our part, you know, sports tried. reporting and, and juvenile hygiene. Like you're 60, all business. Ah, that's right. You are all, <laughs> all super all business. All we have business. no fun on our team at all. None. <laughs> Zero fun. Zero fun. Zero fun. 26 coach. girls, no fun. Listen. They're a lot of fun. Exactly. If you've been around our team, they're, they're a lot of fun. They keep me young. Check them out yeah. Saturday night in the alumni game, 7 o'clock at Southfield. Also, the home schedule is dynamite. Uh, you can watch, if you can't get to Provo, Utah, our BYU TV coverage starts against Washington State on Monday, August 25th. Uh, with a 5.30 mountain start. Coach, looking forward to that. And the Baylor game and the Santa Clara game and the Portland game. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We go from a lady who has a 7.55 winning percentage to now the pinnacle moment of this Friday show. BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall challenged us. 
and we now answer. It's the BYU Sports Nation Ice Bucket Challenge response next on a Friday. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Alongside Brian Logan, I am Spencer. It is a Friday, and the party's on the west side. You've been patiently waiting, and now it's time to deliver. But let us set this up. To raise awareness and funds for ALS research, or the Lou Gehrig's disease, the Ice Bucket Challenge has taken the, the nation by storm. Bronco Mendenhall was challenged by a sports anchor in Salt Lake City to take the Ice Bucket Challenge, but he put a twist on it and now sought to raise funds for the Holly and Bronco Mendenhall Thursday's Hero Foundation. Great, great project. Yep. Hey, as you watch this again... There are a few things that you should pay attention to. Obviously how fantastic Bronco is and his personality, but then some things in the background. Scott Arlano, namely, Brian Logan, your boy. That's my man right there. He was mad. You know, he was mad about, you know, my brain getting on him the other day. So he wanted to flex his muscles. You got to take a look at his biceps. And he did his, 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 his pecs a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've tweeted oh, out the vine. Hilarious. We've tweeted out the vine. So everyone can get involved in this on TV or on radio and on Twitter. <laughs> I blame it on Belo. That's Belo's influence on some, Scott He got Orlando. some Belo swag. Ooh. Yes. Bronco takes two buckets of water over his head and then dunks himself in the cold pool. Here is the Bronco Ice Bucket Challenge. Ice Challenge, take one. Hey, Bronco Mendenhall here. I was issued some kind of challenge by Zippy Zundel from KSL. So I am calling out the Utah media, namely... And how could I forget our BYU Sports Nation guys, Jerome Jordan, Spencer Linton. You have 24 hours, if you're brave enough, to complete the Ice Bucket Challenge, or you get to, don't have to, you get to donate $100 to the Bronco and Holly, or Holly and Bronco Mendenhall Foundation for Thursday's Heroes. I'm ready, gentlemen. Here we go. Yeah. It's so great. If you want to see the full clip, we've tweeted that out look as at, well. You got to look at Scott, man. <laughs> Kickers are people, too. Flexing in the background, like, no, multiple times. I'm not real. Oh, oh I'm not a person. Oh, 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 oh. The vine what is going this? out. What about this bicep right here? Okay, we have taken on the challenge full steam, Bronco. And now the BYU Sports Nation response. BYU Sports Nation, what is up? We are at the BYU Broadcasting Facility. Bronco Mendenhall, we received your challenge, and we gladly accept the Ice Bucket Challenge. But, but first, first, my name is pronounced Jerem, Bronco, Jerem, the end. So now, we issue the challenge back to the BYU football coaches, all of you. Mark Atawaya, Ja Beck, Jason Beck, Garrett Tuje, Guy Holiday, and Robert and I. And the defensive coaches, Steve Kafusi, Paul Tidwell, Kelly Papinga, Nick Howell, and graduate assistant Preston Hadley. You have 24 hours to accept the challenge or donate $100 to the Holly and Bronco Mendenhall Thursday's Hero Foundation. All right, let's do this. Now bring it. Ice Ice Baby! Woo! Ice! Ice for days! Woo! That is how you do it. Dr. Bob, this is for you. Bring the snacks, Bronco. Okay, let's... Uh, let's... Th- 
let's let's visit the play by play of this. Okay, so Jeremy and I both took a, a bucket of ice water yep. and full coolers. Yep. We didn't like try and small time no, this. No, 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 no. This is this is legit, people. And then we brought out a third chest of ice that completely missed. <laughs> what in the world was going on? I I'm actually yeah uh, you know. There's not, that's not out of my control. The how third you, chest is out of my control. How do you miss? Look, you just miss. It's just completely whiff. I got a little bit of it on my left shoulder, Boo. and, and Jerem caught some of it in his hands. But listen, Boo. we still took the ice bucket challenge with the two huge coolers. We, we thought we were going to ramp it up with the third, but it just— We need the, we need the third. I think you guys should redo that whiffed. one. We should, re, we should tweet it. Do you think they should redo it? <laughs> hey, Brian, have you done the ice bucket challenge? Yeah, I have. You uh, have no yeah, have. room to talk. Mm-hmm. After every game, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so th- there it is. We've issued the challenge to all of the assistant coaches and graduate assistant Preston Hadley. We left Brandon I'm Bradley out the list. B Bradley. I'm going to add Brandon Bradley. You're not getting away from this. Okay, so we have 11 now. Brandon Bradley, you're involved too. Can't the Ice away. Bucket Challenge Can't on get away BYU Sports Nation. Upcoming up, more of your tweets. How has Bronco changed the most in his 10 years? This is BYU Sports Nation. Individuals suffering from fatigue, inability to lose weight, depression, anxiety, headaches, or poor circulation may have Hashimoto's, the number one cause of low thyroid. Red River Health and Wellness chiropractic physicians conduct extensive medical testing to determine the cause of these symptoms, providing a customized treatment plan for our patients. Red River Health and Wellness has two Utah locations in South Jordan and St. George and in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Learn more at lowthyroid101.com. Red River Health and Wellness. The BGS program was absolutely the best preparation that I had for law school. Each step is something that I could do. And when we set our minds to it and when we really put our energies and our focus on something, uh, we should prepare to be astounded with the results that we are capable of achieving. Finish at home what you started at BYU. Bachelor of General Studies. Is it your turn? Les Olson Company is a very diverse company. We have a division that supports software and that helps automate business processes and really protect your documents. We have a division called Manage Print Services that takes a holistic view and looks at every device in your company infrastructure and helps you manage that day to day to allow your team of people to focus on what you do best. German U-boats prowl our eastern seaboard while spies come ashore to destroy the American war effort. The battle for the Atlantic was fought above and below the waves. Could the war have been lost before it really began? Let's take a ride. Saturday at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain on BYU-TV. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan on a Friday. And uh, while we have some time, let's mention the open scrimmage. BYU football tonight in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The last chance for the public to come check it out. Gates open at 5. Game starts at 6. Bronco Mendenhall. You can see him in his new improved version on the sidelines. Come out. It's a game. Oh, by the way, ESPN ranked BYU as the ninth most likely team to go undefeated this year. Oop, I said it that first. That will be discussed at length next week. I said it week. first. 
That will be discussed at length. The ninth most likely team to go undefeated. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to one of our glorious producers, Harrison Collier, who also, oh, by the way, was involved in our Ice Bucket Challenge response and gracefully missed Jeremy and I for the most part. Oh. <laughs> With the third How bucket. much did he pay you? How much did you get Harrison, paid? Harrison, rise and shout, Harrison. bro. You are the man. Our Twitter question today, what's the biggest change you've seen in Bronco Mendenhall in his 10 years as BYU head coach at Old School BYU? It looks like he's finally having fun. Saw it in the locker room, Brian, always, a lot. But he's now he's having fun. fun on the sidelines, and it reflects on coaches and players, ends the tweet. Thanks to Jen Rockwood, Mitch Matthews, and Brian Logan for stepping in for Jerome Jordan. <laughs> for Jerome. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Follow the podcast as well. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Marv Allen. We're back to work on and Monday. Jerome. Woo!